am I okay saying no to things and getting to this headspace that I really want to be and dealing with whatever comes from that? Like, what if I do make less money because of these decisions that I make and I have to say no? Am I okay downsizing? Am I okay not being able to go on trips? And am I okay with having to get creative about how I'm spending money is being in this space of calm and not fuzzy brain and being more present with the people who I love and care about, is that the most important thing? Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. I'm Sarah Lee Kane. And I'm Garrett Philbin. We want to give you space to explore your relationship with money. The guilt, stress, exhilaration, and fear, no topic is taboo. In this episode, we chat about knowing when it's time to move on in a financial context. We explore what it means to let go of income streams and spending habits in order to benefit our entire lives. And we have some news about Beyond the Dollar. Don't worry, it's not going away but stay tuned to learn what it is and how we're embracing the changes. Speaking of changes, we love finding great resources to help with challenging times in our lives. There's no shame in needing help. And if you feel like you can't afford the help of a professional, do what we do, find a really good book. The amazing people at Audible are offering a free 30-day trial where you can have two free audiobooks. And if you decide to stay on, memberships start at $15 a month. To start your free trial and to grab those two free audiobooks, head over to www.beyondthedollar.co backslash audible. That's www.beyondthedollar.co backslash A-U-D-I-B-L-E. To check out resources we shared in this episode, including a guide to using your values in your financial decisions, head over to www.beyondthedollar.co. Okay, everyone, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. Welcome, everyone, to the last episode of season three of Beyond the Dollar. (laughs) We had to have the sound effects, everyone. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. I always recommend going back through our previous episodes so you can really learn how goofy Garrett is. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. You already know what his goofy antics are. (laughs) (laughs) And that songbird of a voice I occasionally bring to the table, they can discover that as well if they're first-time listeners. Exactly. So we are going to be talking about today learning how to say no and... We're going to cover a couple different topics, Sarah. What are we going to cover? Well, before we move on, did you want to make your big announcement and then we can go from there? (laughs) Yeah, just like dropping bombs out of the blue, giving no in advanced warning. But for me, this is actually going to be my last episode as co-host of Beyond the Dollar. Sigh. (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to think of a better sound effect, but that's, I guess, going to say the now. sarcastic cry really helped me feel really good. I am there, not Sarah. a very that good was... actress. I am sorry. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> oh, just giving you a hard time. Uh, yeah, but it is, you know, we wanted to tie that in with this larger episode, which is, you know, learning to say no. 
And this is not a no because I don't like what I'm doing. This isn't a no because Sarah and I got into a vicious Twitter war and now I'm leaving because I can't handle it. She is mean, as you can tell by her fake, you know, cry. I say we deleted that thread anyway, so there's no evidence. (laughs) But this is a chance for me to kind of do things that are important for me to do right now, which is saying no to a lot of things that I've said yes to not always from a good place. So we're going to dive into that, certainly from my own experience and how this ties into why I am no longer going to be co-host of Beyond the Dollar, but then it will also tie in Sarah and my own experiences outside of just this podcast so that it will be relatable to you on a larger level than just me saying goodbye. All right. So let me grill you a little bit, Garrett, on this decision, (laughs) even though I already know the answer. So yeah, go back, tell us about the whole idea of saying yes to too many things, like what, what was the result of that? Or why were you making those decisions? Yeah, so to take a little step back, like why I'm saying no to being a co host of Beyond the Dollar moving forward is not because I don't like it. I love getting on these calls and having conversations with whether it's just you and I, or whenever we have guests on, to be able to share different perspectives and to be able to go beyond the dollar to not just talk about tips and tricks, but to really dive into these topics and concepts and get into these stories of the guests that we have and ourselves that aren't talked about really. So it's it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's not that I don't get some joy out of this. It's more that I realized that from a fundamental kind of foundational standpoint, I have said yes to a lot of things in building my business. I'm just going into year four. So I've completed three full years and I've said yes to so much, a lot of it, not incredibly intentionally. And some of it from a place of fear that it's like, okay, let me step back and see like, why have I said yes to all this and what is working and what isn't? And so, again, it's just kind of realizing that it's not about not liking the podcast or not even that I wouldn't want to do something like this in the future. It's just that right now, I need to kind of clean house and realize that, okay, how can I, from this place of just like, not nothingness, but um, realizing that I've taken on too much, I really need to pare back. And then from that space of having finally said no, what do I actually want to create? Okay. that. That totally makes sense. And it's really interesting when you talk about making decisions based on fear. I think when people are thinking about moving on from something or saying no, and I'm just really thinking in, in relation to like personal finances, it's it's really interesting. Like, can you name an example or, or even just something specific in your business where you said yes out of fear of whatever the consequences were? Oh my God, all the things. I think that like there was a training that I took to be able to find leads off of LinkedIn. And it was from this fear that I don't know where clients are going to consistently come from. So I said, oh, here's a program that exists where I can have a consistent tool to reach out to people. And hopefully that will help me have some consistency in my business. But the place where it was made from fear is that I don't like just messaging a whole bunch of people on LinkedIn. Like that's not who I am. How I would love to show up is in a way that allows me to be the goofy, self-expressed, like fully self-expressed guy who I want to be, who 
that medium didn't allow me to do it. I also joined BNI, which it has actually been something that I have enjoyed, but I think that there are some things about that that weren't a great fit. And yet I allowed myself to gloss over those things and kind of only look at the positives because I felt, oh, I need to connect with people here locally. I need to take advantage of that versus really staying grounded and like, wait, how can I just show up as myself fully and authentically? Like, what would that look like? And so that's what I've been realizing is that there has been this fundamental way in which I haven't been honoring who I am and not allowing myself to show up fully authentically in my business. And that has informed so many decisions that I've made. So even when there are things that I like doing and really enjoy doing like this podcast, because I haven't yet squared away and I'm getting much closer, but haven't fully squared away, like how can I show up fully and authentically as myself? If that foundation isn't set, then anything that I put on top of that and the decisions that I make are going to be coming from a place that doesn't feel completely authentic. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think I also want to add to that who you are and not Garrett, but like listeners is who you are and what you fundamentally find to be an authentic expression of yourself or what you find that is really going to help you live your best life to, to generalize it is going to change. And so saying no doesn't mean that you're rejecting something, so to speak. It's really just being honest about the fact that there that you will change. Like that in itself is a constant. Like the change is always constant. And so letting go of things, it just means stepping more into those changes that you that you have already made. It's just really admitting that those changes have happened or are happening. So like something in my life in business was I started saying no to certain types of writing. So when I first started out freelance writing as a side hustle, I was really focused on the higher education sector. So I wrote for a lot of textbook companies, test prep companies, things like that. I started saying no because I realized that I wasn't comfortable with only having a lot of work at certain times a year and then none at other times. So I'll be working like 12 hour days and then like nothing. So I did not want that in my life and in my side hustle because it was just, it was too much to juggle on top of a full-time job. And so then I started moving on towards other industries and that's how I fell upon personal finance industry. And so now, because I said no to that aspect of my business, saying yes to another has really given me my sanity back. It has uh, really made me realize that there are like things I really enjoy about my business even more. So it's not as just saying no and like burning everything to the ground. I mean, it can be as dramatic as that, but it could just be like little things here and there saying no to little things, right? Because overall, I still do writing. It's just I'm not writing certain things or in certain industries. So how did you know it was time to say no to those specific things, right? What was it that you were feeling? Was it you took time and space to think about it? Were you noticing like feelings in your body of being stressed and tired? Like how did you discern that you had to say no to those specific things? Really, I just, I didn't like the scheduling of it. Like that I already knew. So when I realized that that wasn't something I'd liked, but I didn't want to give up the writing, I had to figure out a solution. Like how can I keep doing this, but in a different way? 
So it really led to me just looking at resources, talking to other freelance writers, like what, like, how do you guys do this and, and all of that. And then again, pitching clients that would give me regular work all the time. So it really, really boiled down to, okay, what did I want? And if this, what I'm doing now isn't going to fit what I want, how can I move towards it? So it doesn't necessarily mean like I gave up writing for textbook companies because I clearly still wanted the income. It was more like, okay, I'm not going to take on any new clients. Or I created sort of guidelines like, okay, if this client can give me X amount of dollars, I will take more on, like textbook writing on. But if they're not, then I'm going to let them go and then replace them with another one. Mm. And I asked that question because in conversations with my therapist and conversations with my girlfriend who is much better feeler than I am and sometimes can point out things that I don't notice in myself, I had this thing where when I had said yes to so many things, I was jumping between tasks and having to switch gears from, okay, well, I need to send emails to clients and follow up emails, but also just general inquiries, emails, then switch to the Facebook group that I'm that I started. Then also, okay, here's some podcast tasks that I need to check off before there'll be late podcast tasks later in the week. And then, oh, but I have to remember to go back and then do Instagram posts. And I have to, and what I realized for me is that I, A, didn't have good systems for it. And B, just like I would get this fuzzy, I call it fuzzy brain, where when jumping back and forth, it just didn't feel good in my body. Like my head would get light. I would just feel more tired. And so my therapist helped me kind of realize that, okay, if I'm getting that feeling, that means that something isn't working. And so I started to tie it to, okay, if I get this feeling, I need to actually slow down, not speed up and rush through more work and say like, why am I feeling this? Why is that coming about? Something's not working. And that's been kind of, as I started saying no to more things, it's been really interesting to feel that fuzzy brain go away and be able to feel like I can just take a breath and, okay, I don't have to rush into every single task and do it as quickly as possible. Because then, you know, as, as you know, as a small business owner, like you have to be, alt work is not created equal. So you can do a task for an hour that will make you no money, or you could in an hour, come up with a really great idea and implement something that could make you $5,000 more, right? If you're like, okay, here's how I'm going to approach my list. I'm going to put it in this way. And you could make a boatload of money. But I wasn't giving myself that space because I was always in fuzzy brain land. So for me, just like that body check-in and realizing that that didn't work, that was one of the keys that helped me realize, okay, if I'm ever in this space, something isn't working and I need to be in the discovery of what that thing is. And that's kind of what led me to saying, okay, I have to say no to things, to this jumping around. I'm going to push you a little bit. Please do. When you say your girlfriend is really good at pointing out things that you didn't even know you were feeling, is it because you really didn't know you were feeling it or you just didn't give yourself the time to think about them? Yes, I mean, more so, definitely the latter. It was where I just, it's kind of like when we know something is wrong, but we don't pay attention or like more traditionally, I think men will just kind of power through health-wise, you know, rather than go see the doctor. Like this, I knew the fuzzy brain feeling wasn't good and I knew it meant something wasn't working. But when it was just me in this silo, I could not pay attention to it. 
but when my actions were directly impacting someone else as well, like she noticed I would come off of work and as someone who is a very like high feeler and can intuit how other people are feeling, I would show up and we'd hang out after work and get together. And she'd be like, uh, what's up? Like you just aren't present at all. And my actions then were having an effect on not just me, but someone else. So I, I really care about her. And that forced me to say, okay, this isn't working for me. And I have to listen to that. And it's also impacting her. So it was stuff. You're right. I totally knew it. I just kind of stubbornly, it was like, I didn't feel like I could slow down and it took someone else who I really care about to be like, this isn't working for you and it isn't working for me. Let's look at it. So what would you say to someone who isn't in a relationship, who maybe not around family members or things like that, or people like that, sorry, and they feel something's off? right? No one's really going to call them out on it. Like what that can that person do? Get in a relationship with someone who cares about you as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, and if that doesn't work, I mean, it's tough. I think that there's no magic bullet. I think the first step is just to really be honest with yourself that something is not working. And that's scary. We've alluded to this in other episodes. It's like, if your life isn't working, that's oftentimes not a small thing. It, like I'm realizing that for me, being fully self-expressed in everything that I do is super important. And if I don't feel that, then like my life overall doesn't work. And so for people who feel something is off, you just have to really listen and know that if you take your foot off the gas a little bit, and if you give yourself some time and space to think about it, 99% of the time, your world is not going to fall apart and things aren't going to come crashing down. I use this example, me and a couple guys, we started a comedic content company that we talked with Kathleen about in episode two of this season. And long story short, it wasn't successful. We closed the business. And when we closed the business, it was like, nobody cared. It, all these people who we'd spent months doing outreach for, coming up with creative emails for, we even created custom songs for people. We created a program that like took their name where they worked and used Siri's automated voice to plug into a custom song. And like we did all this work to, to kind of force people to care about us. And then we stepped away and nobody cared. And I could see that as sad, but I also use that as a reminder of how freeing it is to note that like as wrapped up as we get in our own stuff, it's so insignificant, really. I mean, very much so for me who was single and didn't have a child or anyone who relied on me. But as Michael Singer says, we both read The Untethered Soul, which highly, 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 highly recommend. Get it on Audible. <laughs> yeah, get it on Audible. <laughs> for anyone who wants to be like in this place of self-discovery, you know, he's like, we're just a bag of flesh on a rock circling a bunch of other rocks in a universe that's like part of millions of other universes. And that sense of insignificance is really important actually to have that perspective, not from like, I can't get anything done. Just like you can take 10 minutes, an hour to step back and be like, let me reevaluate this and listen to this voice inside of my head. That's telling me that things aren't working. I do want to play devil's advocate a little bit. Cause I do it. It's do one of my favorite it. things to do. So Saying no is very important. 
However, are you acting from a place of like, I've totally taken a look at my life, this is really not working, and I'm going to work towards something else? Or are you acting from a place of panic where there's all this stuff, let's say you're building a business or you're starting a new job, and it's just it's just tough because anything new is always tough, right? Let's say building a freelance writing business, I mean, it took me six years to reach it to the way I did, right? So it was a, many, many years of struggle. So if you say no in the middle of that, right, is it because it just, it just, you just know it's not going to work and you just better get the hell out of there? Or is it like, no, this is just a natural part of what I need to do to get to where I want to be. So that's a really important distinction, I think, to make when you're learning to move on or when you want to stick something out. Because now creating a, I'm going to use creating a podcast as an example, right? It's not just getting in front of a mic and talking. There are so many moving parts to it and a lot of it can suck. Okay. Like emailing back and forth for guests, coming up with the topic. Oh, I'm not naturally a fast writer, man. I have to listen to my own voice. I hate it, but I have to get resources, right? The show notes, all of those things, like, yes, it sucks. You do. Yeah, I want to say no to a lot of them. But I also understand that it's a necessary part to get to where I want, which is create a really freaking great podcast. So if I say no to all of the components around the podcast, right, I have to say no to the podcast itself. And that's not what I want. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think what can help people to figure out the distinction between the two is really taking time and allowing space to ask like, okay, I may not love every single thing that I'm doing, but I need to feel this overall sense that like it's moving me toward what I want and, or the way in which I'm doing it. That Yes. I may not love doing social media graphics for each episode of the artwork that we're doing for beyond the dollar, but like, I love getting on these calls and having conversations with people. Right. And this overall mission of the podcast or what it's doing for my business, is that still working with me? Is that in alignment with who I am or how I want to be showing up? And I think it does require pretty frequent check-ins and just being honest with yourself. And it, it everything you do doesn't have to be like puppies and rainbows and everything that I you- I wish. You, I know, Right. Like you love to do, but I also think that, and this may be a bit of a bias just based on where I am right now, that we force ourselves to do things more often that we don't like and use the excuse that that's just what you have to do. The It's like hustle porn, uh, Ryan Hildebrandt, who we had on last <laughs> season, just had an email come out about that. It's like there's this glorification of put in all the hours, do work that you don't like for a long time, and then you'll be successful. And I kind of call bullshit on that. Yes, you won't love everything, but if we and me in particular had listened to that voice in my head and given myself space a lot earlier, like I would be in a much different place and I think showing up in the way that I wanted to a lot earlier. Right, but I also want to just say props to you for being open and honest about just the podcast in particular. And I remember, I think when we got off that call, you had a bunch of other calls where you said no to a lot of other things. So not a lot of people are willing to actually confront that. They're just going to 
hopefully let things sort of fizzle out or explode (laughs) dramatically. (laughs) What was interesting is that realizing what was most important. You know, we talk about our our goals and our values. You know, we have a workbook on that. And what I realized is like, would I rather operate from this place of fear, like hope doing things with the hope of making more money is like one of the aspects. Or am I okay saying no to things and getting to this like headspace that I really want to be and dealing with whatever comes from that? Like, what if I do make less money because of these decisions that I make and I have to say no? Am I okay downsizing? Am I okay not being able to go on trips? And am I okay with having to get creative about how I'm spending money? Am I, am I okay with that? Is being in this space of calm and not fuzzy brain and being more present with the people who I love and care about, is that the most important thing? For me, I finally came to this place of like, yes. And so what am I willing to do for that? I'm willing to have those conversations. And, you know, going back, like it has an impact on you as well. If I continue to just do this podcast and drag my feet and I'm not honest with the no that I need to say, like that's impacting you, right? Me having fuzzy brain impacts Amelia. And so, you know, it it is not just about me too. It's about the people who I'm not honoring by not being true to myself and what I'm feeling. And I like that. And I get from what you're saying is the idea of like a consequence. And the other thing is too, is the opportunity cost, right? Like when you say yes to a bunch of things, you're you're saying no to a bunch of things anyways, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're saying no probably more often than you realize. And this is also saying it to myself, right? And there's, yeah, there's consequences. So I'm thinking, you know, let's maybe switch gears into other aspects of personal finance, saying no instead of just business. Like, let's think about toxic friends, right? Maybe these are people that you go out with because you've been friends for a long time, kind of like a sunk cost thing. And you don't like them because... They complain all the time, like you just go out for drinks and you have a miserable time and you maybe end up drinking more because you don't want to hear the conversation anymore. You just want to get drunk. Like I'm totally making a scenario, but you know, it kind of spirals, right? So you end up spending money and you're miserable about spending the money, but you still do it. So essentially you're saying yes to that toxic friend and no to saving money or no to even meeting other people and even no to your health because drinking a lot is not healthy for you people, right? So there's that too. So it's really like, it just, when you are making whatever decision, life or finance, think about what you are giving up in order to say yes to something, right? Like, I let go of a lot of friends, right? A lot of my friendships fizzled out because it just wasn't working in my life anymore. And I knew that if I kept holding on to these relationships, I really was taking time away from other things in my life, like spending more time with my husband, going to meetups, like getting up earlier to do yoga, like things like that I would be giving up. And so is the cost of saying no bigger than the cost of saying yes, right? And if it's not, then start saying no. That's such a good point. And one thing I've found in my own experience, and I'm curious if you've experienced this as well when you were saying no to friendships that no longer served you, is that I wasn't giving other people enough credit in how they would respond. So I would assume that they would respond in a certain way. And that fear or that 
almost pre-judgment of how someone would react had kept me from making a decision. And yet then I said what I wanted and I took responsibility for that. And holy shit, people show up as mature, kind, compassionate people. And as long as I'm taking ownership, like they can respond however they respond. And nine times out of 10, they, I just realized in my own self that I'm like, I'm not giving people the credit that they deserve for how they'll show up. This happened, you know, honestly with you, where like you not to, I mean, we've done a lot of work together. So I knew that you're really mature in handling this, but still I just had it. And you're just like, yep, great, cool. What do you need? There were some guests that I wanted to bring on. And then I had to tell them, no, we're going to going to end the season here. We're not going to have you on as guests in the season. And you put in a lot of work, right. To kind of go back and forth. And, you know, I, I took responsibility for that over email and they're like, yeah, I just appreciate you doing that. And the line of communication is still open and best of luck. Like I totally feel you. This is something I've gone through. So I just acknowledge you for doing what you need. So that was for me personally, recognizing a, I don't know if fault's the right word, but an area for growth in myself is trusting other people to show up as like whole complete humans. And that I'm usually the person who is imposing a limit on them. That's not actually true. So just kind of a side note, that was a little learning for me. Number one, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And very, I, yes, I'm, I'm yes. trying really hard this year. One of my goals for 2018 is to accept more compliments. So you're welcome, Garrett. <laughs> Number two, if listeners out there do not get anything out of this conversation other than what you just said, like I will be happy. It is just have the conversations most of the time is way worse in our heads than it will actually be. And I will say like when we had that conversation right before you, you said what you wanted to say, you had that look in your eye and I knew you were like afraid of even saying the words. And I think, and then afterwards you're like, Oh, there's that smile. And I'm like, cause I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> right. And so it was one of those where I'm like, okay, I think it's okay, Garrett. I'm not mad. I think I knew the decision was coming and that's perfectly fine. And I, again, appreciate the fact that you said something instead of just dragging it on because a lot of people, unfortunately, just do that because they're so afraid of having that conversation, right? And just think about even like having conversations with a spouse or a partner, like, is it really that bad? Like the way you had it imagined in your head, like from personal experience, like all the bad things I've imagined about certain conversations I've had with my husband, like didn't turn out to be bad conversations at all. They turned to be very, very productive. And in that case specifically, it's a chance to really honor the other person. And that's what I've discovered in this is it's, it's not about, it is about me, but also the impact that I have on other people is I'm not honoring you if I'm not honest with you. Like you're not honoring your husband if you aren't saying what it is that you're feeling and giving him a chance to respond in kind, no matter how he does. And so that's something that I think is a really good point you made of just recognizing like, I don't want to say you owe it to people, but you kind of do. Because if you don't, if you don't share what's 
truly going on for you. Like you could stay in a relationship that isn't working for you because you're selfishly don't want to let it go. But if you don't express how you truly feel, it doesn't give the other person a chance to respond how they're feeling and then be able to act however they want, whether that's continue to work through things with you in a relationship, whether that's break up with you, right. And go their own way. So I think there also is that element that I've seen. It's like, Oh, that selfishness manifesting from the place of fear that is impacting people, not just me, but other people, because it doesn't give them a chance to act however they want to based on what's actually going on for me. Yeah. I want to add to that. You owe it to yourself to think about these things. It's not about other people too, but it is about yourself. Like you owe it to yourself to create a life that you love. You owe it to yourself to have relationships that you love. You owe it to yourself to create a really badass financial future that could affect other people, right? Like you owe it to yourself. And so learning to say no is just as much about you as it is about other people around you. Something I do want to add that that popped up when you were saying that is think about if you're in a nine to five and you really hate it and you're ready to transition and let's say you go in and you want to quit. I think I remember hearing a lot of conversations and actually mine included where they're like, yeah, we knew that you were going to leave someday, right? Like, so your energy is already being put out there when you start thinking no to something, right? Or let's say you continue in a job that you hate, you really want to say no to it, or you want to switch to a different department or job, industry, et cetera. If you're not doing a good job, like who's to say that your bottom line isn't going to be impacted, right? Like maybe let's say you want to get a reference. Maybe your reference isn't going to give you a really favorable review or when it comes time to raising your salary, right? Maybe at the same company, you're probably not going to get it if you're not doing a really good job. So it's really about honesty and having really good juju, like putting it out there. I love that part because people kind of going back to what I said that like people deserve more credit than I have given them. And in that case, like people pick up on a lot more than we think they do. And so energetically, yeah, if you're putting out there that you don't enjoy what you're doing or you aren't asking for what you want and you haven't stated how you're feeling, there's going to be this incongruence, right? That, that isn't working and people will pick up on that, whether knowingly or unknowingly. So yeah, you kind of owe it to yourself and them to have the conversation because if you don't say it explicitly, they'll understand it implicitly. And then those situations that you just talked about will most likely happen, at least in my opinion. So Garrett, now that you said no to this podcast, I'm not even going to attempt to pretend to cry because that was terrible the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your honesty, Sarah. You're welcome. Is what is for you or what are you doing now moving forward? Ooh, good question. I really am, you know, cause it's not just no to this podcast, but a couple other things as well. I'm just taking time to do what I want when I want it, which is kind of fun. Yesterday, I just like wrote a rap about budgeting and I was like, I want to express myself this way. So I'm going to honor what I'm feeling and take the time to do it. And when there are things I want to do during the day, I just kind of do them, whether they're work-related or they're personal. And is that something that I'm going to do for forever? Probably. Like, I think right now is a season where I'm realizing I just want to chill a little bit. 
I want to give myself space and honor that whatever I want to do in terms of my self-expression, like I want to have the time and headspace for that. I think right now that's going to mean just literally doing less. And I think from that, I will discover some things that then I will choose to say yes to, hopefully from a very intentional place, and then feel really good about those because the foundation will be set. You know, it's really interesting. If I'm honest with myself, I could see it like, okay, once I get to that space of more nothing and kind of live in that for a little bit, could I come back and do something like a podcast or would I go and be a guest on a lot of other podcasts? Like, it's so funny that it's just, I think the time right now, it's like the foundation has to be set first, but even some of the stuff that I'm doing right now, I could go back and do again, but it has to be from this more intentional place. So no Netflix, but chill, definitely the chill part I'll be doing and uh, just really be enjoying that non-fuzzy brain, listening to what I truly want and need and sitting in that space of, I not only can do this, but really need to do it. I deserve it almost, if you will, for myself, for my own mental health. And so I can show up in a way that just like inspires the living shit out of other people in this space of money that is oftentimes so full of guilt, shame, stress. And it's just like, if I can be me fully and authentically me, and that that's for me specifically, this is a very important thing. Like if I can do that, then I think really that's like what is going to connect me to so many more people and allow me to show up in a way that resonates so much more and makes such a greater impact. So I'm excited for that in whatever way, shape or form that takes next year. That sounds really awesome. Thanks, Sarah. And seriously, like, thank you for this, for the three seasons, for your caring, your understanding, your pushing at times when I really needed it, the boot in the ass every once in a while. Like you are an incredible friend, hashtag work wife, who like has just gone above and beyond the dollar in terms of supporting me in moving this forward and really helping it. You know, you would be a majority of the force behind this podcast that made it what it is. So thank you. Is it officially like hashtag ex-work wife now or hashtag estranged work wife now? Like, is there is there a change that you said no to this relationship? <laughs> Hopefully not estranged. Uh, but yeah, we could probably drop the hashtag, you know, once we get the papers signed. So I'll need yeah. to find the uh, divorce papers for I'll search, you know, ex or work wife divorce in Google and I'll see what we come up with. I, I'm Maybe. actually really interested to see. I'm going to Google that after this recording. I really will. There and we I go. will stick Whoa. the link in the show notes if there's such a thing. I was just going to say, put it in the show notes, put it in the show notes. I love it. I do want to add that Beyond the Dollar is not going away. I will be doing a season four. It will be coming out in March. And so there's lots of things planned. I've already gotten lots of things planned. Conversations have happened. Plans have been made. So it is coming back. There will be no co-host. It will just be me, But that doesn't mean that we're not going to have the same types of conversations that we've been having for the last three seasons. We're going to have hopefully even more honest conversations moving forward. I love it. And I would hope for nothing less, right? Again, the mission of this and what we've been able to do is so cool. And the feedback that we've gotten of just people appreciating the space that we've been able to create has been awesome. So I'm just really, really excited for you and grateful that you're going to keep this moving forward. 
All right, Garrett, this is the last time I'm going to ask you this. (laughs) How are you using money to live beyond the dollar? I am using money to live beyond the dollar by trusting that honoring myself, no matter what the financial implications are, will help me be a happier, more fulfilled, compassionate, caring human being. And so not approaching money from a place of fear, but saying, okay, whatever I make is what I will make right now. And as long as I am prioritizing my time, my mental health, and my attentiveness toward what I need and other people in my life who I really care about, that the money is going to be just fine. And Sarah, how about you? How are you using money to live beyond the dollar? So I made a big push for income the last couple of weeks because I intend on stepping away from freelance work for a few weeks so that I can work on a super, super exciting project that is launching within probably a week or two when this airs. So I'm really, really excited for that. And I don't have to worry about income because I have already made it. That will see me through till basically the end of January. That's awesome. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to this season of Beyond the Dollar. Sarah will be back next season. And I just appreciate you taking the time to listen and for joining us. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Dollar. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Also, if you feel like putting your money towards the things that really matter as a challenge for you, then download our values-based spending guide. You'll gain clarity around what matters most to you in life, be able to name your most important values, and start thinking about how to only put your money toward those things. To download the values-based spending guide, go to www.beyondthedollar.co. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar. All right. So I know some of you heard that part about me writing a rap about budgeting and were like, yo, I really want to hear that rap. So as a little gift for sticking around, here it is for you. Just kidding. I can't do that in rap at the same time. All right. So today I want to talk about budgets, a thing that makes almost every live and breathe in human say fuck it because they feel that it only tells them no. That shiny thing in the window, nope, you can't afford it, bro. But the funny thing about it is it's just not true because a budget shouldn't make you feel stuck like glue. Ultimately, it should be freeing and help you put your dollars towards the things that give you freedom. See, a budget is a tool that gives you freedom, not the opposite. On top of that, it is a thing that gives you lots of power because it has you looking forward rather than back to the the past, which will help you feel empowered rather than a stupid ass. So if you want to be a happy man who raps and dabs with all the glee, then go and make your budget one that lets you live proactively. Boom! Souse. Season three out.